welcome back to No Matter Where, No Matter When. Have you ever thought that Coca-Cola could cure HIV? Because there are some people in this world that think that, and it's not true. So today we are going to talk about sex myths and talk about how they're not true, most of them. Actually, all of the ones we have on our list are not true. They've been debunked. They have. Also, douching with Coca-Cola to cure HIV or AIDS. That's just dumb. So that, that, that's, I didn't know that was a that's, thing. That's, that's I, not I, a I medical don't... cure. <laughs> Please do not douche that with the stuff really... that gets rust off of pipes. Your vagina is not rusty if you have HIV or AIDS. Um, so please do not use Coca-Cola to try and make it go away. Okay, so the first one that I have on the list is that planned sex is boring. Um, nope. No, it's not. I mean, I don't think any sex is boring unless the person you are having sex with or you are boring. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's planned or not or it's in a bed or a car or a bench or... I mean, spontaneous is great, but sometimes, you know, when your kids are cock blocks, you have to plan mm-hmm. certain times or places or trips to have sex. Yeah. I, literally, I'm sure there are plenty of my friends that are moms that are listening that are being like, yep, I've planned many a vacations literally just to go away to have sex with my significant other. I mean, I don't have kids nor a husband and I plan vacations just so I can have sex. <laughs> So I don't think it's boring at all. Now it can be boring if it's repetitive. Yeah. And it's the same shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Then I can understand it being boring. But that's not because it's planned. That's because it's the same shit all the time. Yeah. And realistically, I feel like if you're going to go away to have sex, it's not going to be the same shit you do when you're at home. No. I also think it's, again, it doesn't matter where you are. You sound like Dr. Seuss. It does not matter in a boat. It doesn't matter on a float. It just, you know, if you desire the person you're with and you want to have sex with them, whether it's planned or not planned, it's going to be great because there's that passion and there's that want to to be with each other in that way. Yeah. Sorry. If your planned sex is boring, it's because you're boring. <laughs> um, men are dominant and always want more sex than women. False. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I I feel like that's not true, Um, especially because there are some men that are submissive. Um, If you're going to talk like dominant and submissive, there are instances where the woman is the dominant and the man is the submissive. Not every BDSM relationship is fucking Christian Grey. Sorry, ladies, but, you know, there are men out there. And honestly, a lot of the men that are submissives are like the very like dominant corporate men that are in control of everything at all times. So when they have sex, they don't want to be in control. They don't want to be in control. They want someone else to take the reins and they want to be submissive. Yeah. So I think that that's a really weird myth. Also, gender doesn't signify how much you want to have sex. No, it does not determine your sex drive. No, I mean, there are some men that don't have a sex drive, whether it's because of age or testosterone or because they just 
don't have a sex drive. It could also be some medications take away your sex drive. It could be men that just drink too much and can't get it up. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's why they – I don't know if that's they, – they don't want to have sex. I think it's that they physically Well, in those cases, sex. they are clearly not dominant. No, no, he was not. I mean, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think – that that's a weird myth to have because everybody's different like it doesn't matter your gender it just matters who you are your personality i mean there have been plenty of guys that i've been with that i wanted to have sex more than they did and there's plenty of guys that i've been with that wanted to have sex more than me not many but some and also there have been times in relationships where i've been kind of just you know not feeling it right now and that's perfectly fine too you know you don't I had a guy that I was sleeping with a while back that was like, it didn't matter that I wasn't in the mood because if your partner is in the mood, then you should just do it for them. And I was like, that could be true if I were in a relationship, but I'm not and you are not my boyfriend. So therefore, I'm going to continue watching this TV show and you're not coming over. But I think that that's also another myth that we don't have on our list that you have to have sex because your partner wants to. Yeah, that's a big myth. That's that's also false. Yeah, no. If you don't want to have sex, don't have sex. Doesn't matter who the fuck you're with. No means no. In all situations, the hymen always breaks on your first time. False. We've actually done this in an episode. Yeah, we talked about it in our first times episode. I don't. Uh, neither of us is that true for. Um, and I have a few friends that it didn't happen for them either. I actually, my roommate in England said that. The hymen wasn't real and that it doesn't break because it's not real. She also had never had sex um, until we were, you know, in England and she had sex with her now husband. But um, she also was trying to give sex advice to our other friend again before she had ever had sex. And the first time she had sex, she said she didn't understand why it was such a big deal. It's not that fun. So I hope that changed for her over the last, you know, seven years that they've been together. Horrible. Because I'm sorry, I always think sex is fun, but maybe I just have good partners. Um, But yes, no, the hymen doesn't always break on the first time. I don't know, like, biologically why that is or anatomically why that is, like why it breaks in some instances but not others. I am not a doctor. I am not a gynecologist. I'm not a sex therapist. I just know that mine did not break the first time I had sex or the second or the third or and we're not going to continue that discussion. Um, Mine did not either. So I'm right there with you. (laughs) Desire and attraction happen instantly during sex or are needed to have sex. That again is person by person. There are some people that can't have desire and can't have sex unless they are emotionally attached to someone. And that's not an instant thing. You know, for me, I don't really have to have emotions involved at all to have sex. If you're attractive, I'll have sex with you most of the time. But like we talked about in another episode, I've only had sex with one person where I was emotionally attached to them. And they actually like, it was an emotional experience. Other than that, every person I've had sex with, it was just for fun, whether I was in a relationship with them or not. Yeah. I do, however, think attraction is needed. I feel like if you're going to have sex with someone, you are going to be attracted to them. I want to say yes, but I feel like I've definitely had a few encounters where it's kind of been like somebody's been there out of convenience. Yeah, but I feel like it has to 
you have to still have some type of attraction. It doesn't necessarily need to be physical attraction. It could be an emotional attraction, um, a mental attraction. Like there has to be some type of thing that draws you to that person because at least for me, if I don't have something that draws me to that person, I have a vibrator. I don't need to (laughs) just go and have sex with someone. Like I can get myself off. No, but I feel like I don't want to say maybe once or twice there's been a convenience where you kind of just. I mean, there's one person hanging out with somebody. But, I mean, you are right. There does have to be some kind of attraction. In that mm-hmm. sense, it was – we had a conversation and I was like, hey, want to, you know, yeah, really hang out? I mean, there's one person that I keep having sex with that the sex isn't even good. But he's cute and he smells good and <laughs> he's somewhat fun to be around. So, you know, there's that, I guess. But, you know. There's an attraction there, so, you know. Yeah, I feel like there has to be some kind of attraction. There does not always have to be passion. No, that's different than attraction. When you are, that's another myth that somebody says you have to be passionate when you're, that's not true. Mm -mm. Because there's a difference between, we talked about making Mm -hmm. love and just talking. Yep. Sex is only penetration. I am sorry to you religious people that thinks hooking dick is not, (laughs) is not sex. So therefore you can do it. It's still a form of sex, and you are still committing a sin. <laughs> still a form of sex. It is. Anal sex is still sex. Just because it's not going in your vagina does not mean, or maybe you are gay and you don't, you're still having some kind of sex. It's called oral sex, anal sex for a reason, because you're still acting. I mean, to be fair, penetration is, you know... The dick inserting somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if the actual definition of penetration specifically says a dick penetrating a vagina. Let's find this out, actually. Let's Google it. But I feel like it's different. And regardless, if you were giving somebody oral sex, you're having sex with them. Point blank, period. Penetration, the meaning doesn't actually even say anything about sex. Oh, here it does. Yeah. Um, so the verb to penetrate is to succeed in forcing a way into or through a thing. So penetration is rape? I mean, if (laughs) forcing it sounds a little bit rapey to me. Okay. And then it also says of a man insert the penis into the vagina or anus of a sexual partner. The rest of these are super weird. It could also be of to infiltrate in order to spy is also <laughs> penetrating. What the hell? <laughs> Here, let me spy on your nuts off. I don't understand <laughs> how. Okay. Uh, but I feel like that's also penetrate. There's women that penetrate with dildos. So that's. So if, even if you're I'm not sorry, with another partner. If a dick is partner, going in your mouth, technically it is penetrating your yeah, mouth. By force or as a willing party. Yeah. No, it's still <laughs> penetration. So, yeah, there's oral sex, there's anal sex, there is vaginal sex. All of it is sex. This one's funny, and I wish we could do the coach voice. Oh, God. Um, If you have sex, you will get STDs and you will die. That's our reference to uh, Mean Girls, by the way. If you know, you know. Um, But, yes, no, if you have sex, you will not always get an STD. And you are not going to die from having sex. That's why we say have sex responsibly. 
yeah, as responsible as you can. I mean, even using a condom, it's called safer sex, not safe sex, because frankly, sex is not a safe thing. And people think that the only thing to worry about, there's, there's like half the people that think the only thing to worry about is pregnancy. And the other half that think that the only thing to worry about is STDs. And you all need to realize that pregnancy and STDs could be possibilities when you have Both. sex. At the same time. Yeah, that's possible too. But yeah, no, sex is a is a you need to make that conscious decision because there are consequences to that action that you have to be prepared for on either side. You know, like I feel like that's the problem with our society right now is that we do really shitty sex ed classes. And we don't talk about that because, you know, the school boards want to promote abstinence. That's fine. That's great. And you know what? I think it is important to talk about abstinence. But if you tell a teenager not to have sex and if they have sex, it's awful and they're committing a sin, you know what? Teenagers are going to have more sex because you're telling them not to. So how about you at least teach them the responsible way to have sex? And let them know that there are consequences to the actions, all of the consequences for the actions, because maybe then we would have less 13-year-olds getting pregnant. I mean, realistically, David had a sex ed class last year, and when we were talking about, you know, sex, I said, didn't you pay attention in that class? He's like, no, I just got to skip one of my core classes for two hours, so that's why I wanted to sign up for it. So their entire sexual education that year was two hours? Yep. I could talk about just HIV for two hours. And clearly he did not pay attention because he had no idea what I was talking about. You know what makes students pay attention? Putting condoms on fruits and vegetables. And I still don't think he would have paid attention. So the reason that teenagers pay attention to that is because I think it's funny. I remember when um, Greg had his first sex ed class when he was, I think, in like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. The woman walks in and she stands in front of the class and she goes, Penis. And everybody started giggling because they're mm-hmm. seventh graders. And she goes, penis. And everybody starts giggling. And I'm like, at this point, I'm in my 30s. I would giggle too if someone's just standing in front just repeatedly saying penis because that's funny. But, not wrong. So then after she says it a few times, she goes, if you can't hear that word without laughing, you are not prepared to use it. I mean. And I'm like. You know what? Now that I think back on it, I'm like, she has a really valid point. If you think the word penis is still funny and you can't say it, then dudes, you are not prepared to use your penis. And girls, you are not prepared to play with one. Nicole's approach to the whole situation was she told him, do you have baby money? Can you afford to buy diapers? Can you afford to buy formula? Can you afford to buy baby clothes? Can you afford doctor's appointments? And when he said no... Her response was, then keep your dick in your pants. I mean, to be fair, I have three jobs and I can't afford all that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody can. No, shit's expensive. Diapers alone are like half my salary. <laughs> no, I mean, she, she's right. If you're not, if you don't have the money to pay for that shit, then don't. But it's also, if you don't have the money to pay for medication mm-hmm. for certain STDs, you know, people with HIV, a lot of them are taking like five 10 pills a day or just in the morning some of them so if you can't afford 
all of those medications to keep your body healthy after you've contracted an STD or an STI, then don't have sex. Or if you don't understand that that is a possibility. You know, like I don't, I've not always made the right choices when having sex or the responsible choices, but I am aware of what can happen. Yeah. You know, I am aware that I could get pregnant. That's why I'm on birth control and I take it religiously. Um, I'm aware that I could contract an, an STD or an STI or something like that. Like I am aware of what's out there, but most of my partners, I have actually discussed with them their HIV and STD status and most of them I've used condoms so you know I I have and been on birth control so these are conversations you need to have with people especially if you have kids that conversation sucks and it's so awkward especially those with teenagers but like have it sooner rather than later yeah you want to have that conversation before they have sex or before your sons come home and say, hey, I knocked up a girl or your daughters come back and say, hey, so I'm pregnant. I feel like it's really important to talk to them about sex before that. And it's going to be awkward. I mean, it's an awkward conversation for most people. I mean, there are adults that don't want to talk about sex with adults. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, I will talk about sex with anyone. I had a five-hour conversation with my mom once about BDSM relationships and consensual sex. It was right when Fifty Shades of Grey came out. Mm-hmm. I was driving back from Tampa, and we didn't, had run out of things to talk about. Okay. So we talked about the reality of BDSM relationships and how it includes consensual sex between yeah. two partners. So, yeah, you know, I will literally talk about sex with anybody. Yeah. It's like my favorite topic. I, I couldn't tell. No, I know. Clearly, that's, that's not our favorite topic that's to talk why I'm, about. I'm either. telling you, so then you could learn something <laughs> new about me. <laughs> but I also, besides the fact that I think it's a fun conversation, it's an important conversation yeah. because, you know, if you're talking to a partner, you're talking to a child or something like that, like it's an important conversation because, and we, we talked about this on our first sex episode with your partners. If you're not comfortable talking about sex, if you're not comfortable talking about STDs, pregnancy, all of that stuff, with the person you're having sex with, then that's not the person that you should be having sex with. If you're not comfortable talking about it, how the hell are you going to be comfortable doing it? Like, those are the people that are like, okay, let's have sex with with our shirts on in the dark. No, I'm I'm good with that. If it's like a quickie or something, maybe. But like, nah, be comfortable. Because it's, you know, think of it in the sense of the person you're having sex with. You should be really comfortable talking to them about sex because that could also be the person you're going to have stuck with you for the rest of your life because they impregnate you or you impregnate them. You know, it's kind of this like thought like, would you be comfortable discussing things over a dirty diaper? Because if not, then maybe second guess that choice. That'll become your reality. Yep. Douching with Coca-Cola cures HIV and AIDS. I didn't even know this was a thing. It is. I heard it when I was younger and I was working in um, a community with people with HIV and AIDS. I was, you know, sitting in on groups and I was working with children that had had HIV or AIDS and teens with HIV and AIDS. And someone told me that they had heard one of the participants saying that douching with Coca-Cola could cure HIV or AIDS. 
Yeah, still didn't even know that was a thing, like a thing that people believed in. Because at first of all, first of all, when I think of Coca-Cola, I'm not thinking of it going in my twat. God, no. Second of all, how often are you using a douche? Because I always grew up knowing you don't do that every day. Especially if it's Coca-Cola. It comes with (laughs) stuff in it. Maybe they're using a turkey baster. Oh, that's the bigger problem. I didn't even know this was a thing. I swear when we were compiling this list and talking about it, you told me that I was dumbfounded that that would even come out of somebody's mouth. Yeah. Especially modern day where literally all of the answers are at your fingertips. Yeah. No, that, that, is, a, that is a thought apparently in the world. Only gay men can get HIV. So stupid. Not only... Is that stupid? It is also incredibly wrong. Just so you are aware, and you can look this up, statistically there are more HIV cases in heterosexual relationships, in the elderly, and in the black communities. So yeah, people in nursing homes are getting freaky and not using protection because they think, well, we can't get pregnant. So we can just have all the fun we want without thinking of the repercussions of their actions. So no, it did start off with people saying that it's only gay men during, you know, the time with like um eighties, the eighties and nineties is when that was really big and they were saying it was only the gays. Yeah, when um what's his name? Oh my god, I just had his uh, queen. Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury, thank you. I was gonna say Frankie Valley and I'm like, whoa, no, wrong group. Wrong. But no, like Freddie Mercury, you know, during that time period it was said that even if you watch the movie on Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody, you even hear the TV in the background say that if there were less gay couples, HIV wouldn't be a problem. And that's that's not the case. And honestly, the gay community doesn't have the highest rate of HIV cases anymore. Look at Easy e That's what he died from. Mm-hmm. And it was because he had so many partners mm-hmm. and productive. Yep. So... It's not just men. Mm-hmm. Women get it too. Absolutely. And doesn't mean that they were messing with a gay man or that a gay man had anything to do with any of that situation. No. Anyone can get HIVs and AIDS. So yeah, I mean, it's not just limited to, to one community. Absolutely. And HIV, um, in order to contract HIV, you need it needs to be present. So one of the partners has to have HIV. Um, You also have to be susceptible, which is just a part of your body. So there could be a time you have sex with someone who has HIV and not get it. And then a year down the road, you do get it. It does not mean – like it's not like a time frame thing. It's not like, oh, if you're on your period, you're less susceptible. No, your body just is susceptible or not and that can change over time. It also, there has to be a sufficient amount of HIV present. So, you know, kissing saliva, that's, you cannot contract HIV through that. Um, You would actually have to drink a gallon of saliva in order to contract HIV through saliva. And even then, once it hits the air, it's dead. So you wouldn't be able to do that. The only way to contract HIV through kissing is if there is like a sore or something inside your mouth where it would get into your blood um, or blood-to-blood contact, sex, stuff like that, that all 
um, can contract HIV. Um, you also cannot get it through casual contact, which means if you sit on the toilet after someone who has HIV sat on the toilet, you cannot get it. If you touch the same faucet, if you, you know, shake hands, it's all casual contact. You cannot give or get HIV from either of those things. Also, AIDS is when your T cells get below a certain point, and that's when HIV turns into AIDS. So, by the way, in case any of you are wondering why I know all this information, it is because when I was in high school, I took a class that taught me all of this, and then I went to other classrooms and other schools and other organizations and taught about HIV and AIDS awareness, and I also organized a walk for students against H- or students for HIV and AIDS awareness. So I spent many years talking about HIV and teaching students how to put condoms on a banana. Um, not in the schools, though, because our school board wants to promote abstinence and not teach their students how to properly use protection. But that is why I know so much. But yes, it is not a gay men's disease men's ph doesn't affect a woman's ph oh this is a good one yeah that that's not true also that goes along with also the theory that men cannot get hpv men are the carriers of hpv yes they are so yeah every every everything impacts each other so if a woman has like a yeast infection a man can get a yeast infection Also, if a woman has a yeast infection and the dude goes down on her, he can get a yeast infection in his mouth. So be aware of your pH levels. Be aware of what's going on. Also, what a man does with his junk, the soap that he uses, the underwear that he wears, Mm -hmm. that all affects – while he may not feel it affecting his pH level, it does. And when he inserts inside of you – it will throw off your pH level. So uh, ladies, keep up on that shit. All Whatever the- you're washing with, they should be washing with. Because all the scented stuff and stuff like that that they're using, if your pH level is off after you have sex with them, that's why it's off. Just so you know. It's also like for, for women, you know, they make soaps specifically. specifically for ph levels and they smell pretty too but they are safer for your body safer for your ph levels but just be aware also for those that live in florida or tropical places sweating and the heat also throw off your ph so that's why you know in the in the summers i shower like two three times a day because it's the way that you keep yourself clean keep your ph level regulated and stuff like that. I also use the soap that's specifically for pH levels because it is important to care, especially if you have lots of partners or you have you switch from partner to partner or anything like that. You want to be safe and also if you use vibrators, if you don't clean, clean them properly, them. it will Jesus, also throw off them. your pH level. I want them to like I've been searching for a um like a vibrator that doesn't impact your pH level. Like, cause the, the silicone and like all of those, they really can. Yeah. So I feel like there should be better vibrators. It's just like when you use a condom, that can throw mm-hmm. off your pH level, the latex. The latex, yep. So, yeah, no, every, 
when you have sex with someone, whether you're using a condom or not, it can throw off your pH level. Because like Amber said, the condom can throw off your pH level if you don't use the condom wherever, whatever he's been cleaning with or wherever his dick has been can throw off your pH level. If you've been sweating and your pH level's off, it can throw him off. Like you have to remember that when you are having sex with someone, you are sharing fluids in some way. Like even if you're having sex with a condom, like your fluids are still on the condom condom and on the like the end of his shaft. Like yeah, your fluids are still present. They're still mixing. Yeah, they're whether you think they are or they're they're still there. So it's important to pay attention. And even if you're not having sex, pay attention to those things because yeast infections are really fucking uncomfortable. Also, ladies, yeast infections are not. First off, they're very, 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 very common. Mm -hmm. They're not to be embarrassed by. It's not an STD. It's not going to make you like dirty or something. They just happen because you sweat or your pH is off or you're wearing too tight of jeans or something like that. Like, guys, if a woman has a yeast infection, that doesn't mean that she's dirty. Yeah. Just putting that out there. But I think it's also because people are not being educated about stuff like this. I didn't learn about yeast infections until I had my first one and I was confused and worried and I talked to my mom about it. And she was like, oh, you just have a yeast infection. And that's what monostat is for. Also, not treating them or not treating them correctly, you're fucking yourself. You are literally fucking yourself in the long run. It's rough. Yeast infections are rough, especially if you don't treat them. I actually take pH suppositories. Interesting. Well, I take them once a month after my cycle, Mm -hmm. and then I actually take vaginal probiotics every single day with my morning vitamins because it wasn't until actually I started – we started trying for our baby, Mm -hmm. and then everything happened with the cervical cancer that, like, I really had to focus and had to deal with, you know, all things vagina. Yeah. No, it's important. So – Definitely pay attention to your vaginas and pay attention to your penises because if you're going to have sex, both of those things are kind of important in order to have vaginal sex. And if you don't use those things for penetration, as we talked about, Mm -hmm. clean whatever you're using. Yeah. And clean it properly. And like every toy, every toy should be cleaned properly. It does not matter where it goes, clean them properly. The position determines the gender. I freaking hate this myth. I cannot tell you how many things that I researched because, I mean, I love Madison, but I really wanted a little boy. (laughs) So you can definitely believe, like, I did all the things. I sat with a pillow underneath my hips and elevated my hips with my feet up in the air 30 minutes after having sex. We did certain positions. There was certain times of the day that is said to, that's another myth too, certain times of the day determine the gender of your baby. Sorry to tell you, it doesn't. The sperm that penetrates the egg determines the sex of the baby depending on what chromosome they are carrying. So, does it matter if you're doggy style, if you're in a sex swing, if you are bent over the bed, if you're hanging upside down? Whatever sperm penetrates your egg, and if it's carrying the X or the Y chromosome, that's what kind of baby you're going to have. It comes from the dude. So, ladies, if you want a certain sex, yell at your husband or your partner. (laughs) 
So in I How I Met that. Your Mother, they say then, in order to have a male offspring, you have to eat pickled herring, dunk your man sack in ice, and point, point your woman due north. They also say to avoid lemons because lemons are girl fertilizer. What else? Let's see. Um, so, and then the exact opposite is obviously how you make a girl. So. Yeah, none of those work. I, I tried all you the You tried the pickled herring? No. <laughs> Just in general. The, the possession, the position, what you're eating. I mean, now, I won't say what you're eating affects the gender, but it will definitely affect your pH level, mm-hmm. like we just talked about. And it will also definitely affect your chances of getting pregnant. Yeah. Completely different things. Mm-hmm. But the actual position you are in when you have sex does not affect what baby you will have. No. It is solely contained in the man's sack. Yep. And whichever one swims its little way and makes contact. That's what you got. Women carry only the girl chromosome. Men carry both. So whichever swimmer makes it all the way is going to determine whether you're having a boy or a girl. Sorry to tell you. The next one is that size matters. Bullshit. Okay. So when you're a teenager, (laughs) this is what you think that size matters. That is because the person you're having sex with doesn't know what they're doing. So the reason you're getting off is because you're probably doing the work and he just has a big dick. Uh, I don't know. Because I feel like when I lost my virginity, that wasn't a thing. What, size? Yeah. Oh, it totally was when I did. I mean, you always said size matters growing up. But when I lost my virginity to Ray, I mean, he's average size. I think it was our connection. And we were both, it was our first time. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, we've talked about this. It got better as time went on. Mm-hmm. So you learned early on that size didn't matter. That size did not matter because yeah, I've I... been with Coxzilla mm-hmm. and that was not fun. But see, that would again be size in a sense would matter because he was too big. I didn't get off. Yeah. So he was too big and then someone was too small and then someone was just <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Okay, calm down, mama bear. It's the Goldilocks of a penis. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like it doesn't, size definitely does not matter. It definitely doesn't. What do we say? It's the motion of the ocean. Yeah. It's how they use it. It's it's definitely the skill behind it, you know. It's the skill behind it. Sometimes I feel like, I mean, you've only experienced this with one person. Mm-hmm. It's the connection you have with that person. And it is your partner taking the time to know what works and what does not yeah. Sometimes you just luck out. I mean, Rocky was great in bed and also hung like a fucking horse. So, you know. Yeah, no. Was... I've only had one of those. But like he wasn't... the majority, like if he would stand up, he would knock over a TV. That was, that was not fun. Yeah, Rocky wasn't that big. He was big. Like big. But not like uncomfortably big Mm-mm. at times. There were times like where it was a little uncomfortable and it felt like he was fucking my organs more than me. Um, but most of the time, it was great. And it was honestly the only thing I look back at fondly. Okay. The rest of it is shit. But yeah, no, size doesn't matter at all. No, size does not matter at all. It's just, it's a myth. 
It really it, is. And, and I feel, I feel like, like it takes time for certain people to understand that. Like you have to have that experience. Well, I also that. feel like that's a big thing that men focus on. Mm-hmm. They think they're hung like a horse. <laughs> and that means that they're good in bed because Monk was definitely one of those. And that was not the case. Yeah. Not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it really – I mean, now if you have like a microscopic penis, like you're that probably matters. Yeah, because you're probably going to hear, are you in? Yeah. So, but other than that, yeah. If you're too small or too big, then yeah, size matters. But it's not that it matters – because of the sex it matters because you either don't feel it or you can't fit it in yeah so yeah this is my favorite one a girl gets looser if she has a lot of partners false that's not true it's not true at all it's also not true that women get looser and are like wind tunnels if they have many children like, I'm sorry that neither of these things. Or that their vagina is ruined because they've had children. Yeah, none of this is true. No. <laughs> so for anybody that has not had children, men especially that are listening to this podcast, they do like reconstructive. So when I had Madison, I tore. They stitch you back up. You would never know that you, I mean, you know you have stitches. I knew that I had stitches. But there's no difference mm-hmm. felt. Granted, I've only been with the same man for the past almost 15 years, but we, that's. It doesn't change no. like that. Like, I'm, I'm He's sorry. never once said. Well, you're like a wind tunnel. Tonight. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. It's actually the polar opposite every single time. And this is 15 years I'm in the game with him. Yeah, no, I mean, it's that, that. If someone has a loose vagina, it was always loose. <laughs> I'm sorry. They, ripped, it was, they it, ripped it out of a loose leaf notebook. It was it was never tight. <laughs> That's the problem. That Before virginity or after, it was just loose. So if you're having sex with someone who has a loose vagina, it's not because they've had many partners. It's because that's just how their vagina is made. If a guy can roll his R's, it means he's good at eating pussy. False. Yeah, not all Spanish guys know what they're doing. And that's not a diss at all Spanish men, but just saying. Even white guys that can roll their R's, it doesn't mean – even girls that can roll their R's, it doesn't mean anything. That's a true statement. It really just does not matter. It doesn't – No, just because you can throw a little flair on your speaking abilities does not mean you know what the fuck you're doing with your mouth. I'm now curious, though, if Canada can roll his R's. He's very good at that. This could so. be a conversation that you have with a bleeder. I'm going to ask him, actually. <laughs> I'm going to text him right now and ask him. What is the other one we have on there? Oh, if you can dance. If you want to, you can leave your friends behind. If yes, that is the dance. next one. If a man can dance, he's good in the bedroom. That's false. Because I have tested this theory with a few. And they were great dance partners. But then, you know, when that dancing led to more... It was a very big or small disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really funny. Um, that was Rocky's reasoning for why I should know he was good in bed is because he can dance. Mm-mm. And I'm like, yeah, no, that doesn't say anything. I mean, it's sexy as hell when a guy can dance. Don't yeah, get me is. wrong. Oh, my God. 
when and Ralph used to dance. That is my logic, though. I would be really worried if I ever got a hall pass with Channing Tatum that, you know, he was bad. He just couldn't put it down. That would be really upsetting. My whole world would come crashing down. That's why you should never meet your heroes in a sexual way. Because I'd be the same way if, like, like Jason Statham, I've never seen him dance, but if I had sex with Jason Statham and it wasn't miraculous, I'd be really fucking upset. Like, my whole so life would be a lie. So sad. So it's probably a good thing that, you know, I'm yeah. not having sex with Jason Statham. And honestly, if I met him, I'd pass out. So, all right, the next one is big shoes equals big dick. That is not true. Your foot and your hand, because the next one is big hands equals big dick. Neither of those things determine your dick size. No. So if your dick is big, it's big. If your dick is small, it's small. Like, I'm sorry. Because I feel like the tallest was 6'4", size 13. Big ass. What they call them? Banana hands? Mm-hmm. It was not I mean, average. There was nothing miraculous going on down under. The tallest person I've been with is 6'8", and I never got the chance to touch his penis. <laughs> Because I very, I very stupidly had sex with his best friend. <laughs> I would have really liked to have done that, though. Because I really actually would just like to know. I mean, think about our nerdy. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, I really do. But he was average. He just he really was... knew what he was doing. Yes. With everything. <laughs> Absolutely fucking oh, everything. Uh, the next one is big truck equals small dick. I mean, I still feel like this is not a myth. I have had sex with a guy in his truck who was not small. I don't. I still feel like this is a myth. I think that maybe it's more common that guys with big trucks yeah. have small dicks. Napoleon syndrome. So I think it's honestly they're locking for what the they don't smaller have. Smaller the dick, the higher up the truck yes. is. I say off this all the, the time. Ground. Yeah. Like when you see those guys that have like those illegal. Mm-hmm. trucks where you have to get a running start to like jump in or you know you need you a ladder have, you need a fucking ladder or like when you get into it you're higher than your house those guys i, I think, say this are every time we go something. to a concert and there's like a 12 year old driving a truck that literally could drive over my suv one they have daddy's buddy sorry and two they probably have a small dick yep also loud cars equally small dick I never heard that one. I did. I actually continuously hear it. You did a lot with like the racing scene and stuff. That was never my. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. Um, Loud car does not mean small dick. Loud car means that they're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Yep. No. And if John is listening, which he only does when I'm around, your loud car means you're an asshole. (laughs) Which I tell him he's an asshole all the time. (laughs) So that's not news to him. Um, but yeah, loud car does not mean that you have a small dick. Or the, let's do the myth for the guys. If the guy pulls a lot of girls, that means they're good in bed. That's a false statement. That just means you're probably really attractive and a smooth talker. Probably very charming. <clears throat> Monk. <clears throat> but it does not mean they are good in bed or have a big dick. It just means, because honestly what that probably means is that they have had lots of partners, but only probably had sex with each of them once. And then the girl's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, it was just the dumbass that kept falling for it, though. So. It was the pretty eyes. And the arms. Yeah, because he did have really pretty eyes. And his arms. I did not pay that close attention. I did every time. That's you, boo. That's not me. 
the last one on our list is it's difficult to find the clit and you have to work hard to give a woman an orgasm. So Matt Reif did a whole skit about this. Mm-hmm. And there was a girl in the audience that said, you know, if a guy could do one thing, and she's like, learn where the fucking clit is. And he said that realistically, guys grow up thinking that the vagina sits like where our belly button is. <laughs> so the first time they have sex, they he does like all these motions on stage and he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, it's way lower than we thought it was. Yeah. I think that's an anatomy thing that men just don't know. But yeah, we've said this before on previous sex episodes. It is not a fidget spinner. It is not a button like the staples button that you continuously press to get things. It is not something that you rub with friction because you think you're doing something. Also, if you finger a girl like you're like stabbing her, that that's not going to touch her clip either. That's and just it should also her. not be flicked. Yeah, no. I've had that happen before too. It's not comfortable. It would be equivalent to us flicking you or doing all of that to your balls and as sensitive as y'all motherfuckers are in that area. That's the equivalent for us. So just a little FYI to our male listeners. We love you. But um, yeah, that's not that's not a it's not a toy. Do your research. I think all men and find out which partner likes. I think all men should take a class in female anatomy. I mean, clearly Matt Rife said the same thing. Because honestly, like for dudes, it's not is it that all their shit's on the outside. Yeah, it's not. It's not rocket science to figure out a dick well that's why i said our clit is equivalent to like their nutsack Mm -hmm. because again if i were to go to my husband and flick his nuts in the middle of sex he'd scream at me and probably (laughs) run away in pain it's the same equivalent that goes for my clit because that shit hurts yeah i don't know how women get that shit pierced either because that dear god no would petrify me i don't know how girls get their nipples pierced either or uh, how anybody gets their I attempted that and they only got like a quarter of the way in and I made them stop because it was so painful. How slow were they fucking going? I was wanted to watch because I thought that would help the situation and literally like poked me and I'm like, nope, we're good. We're not doing this. Greg had his nipples pierced. Nope. Both of them. Nope. For a girl. No, not. Uh-uh. Ain't gonna happen. But he said his rib tattoo really hurt him i'm like you can fucking get your nipples pierced but your rib tattoo hurts like this is weird your body is weird i knew a girl that had her clit and her her is it your labia mm-hmm. pierced i don't know how guys get their dicks pierced either i don't understand that like i've had sex with guys that have that have prince alberts but nope. i also just don't understand how they do it they must be knocked out or something i don't know because just the thought of that makes me cringe and get goosebumps. I just don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand a lot of things in this world. But, yep, so those are all of our myths that we came up with. I mean, I did have that website that I sent you that had a bunch of myths on it. They were pretty, they were pretty much our entire list. Yeah, I feel like there was maybe like one or two that we didn't have. But most of the ones that they had on that list we uh, we covered without needing to look it up there could also be the one that if you stay with the same person you're a prude i've heard that before virginity 
yeah. the, the person you spend your life with, you're a prude. Mm-hmm. That's fucking dumb. I feel like that's a myth and not always. Um, so the number the one myth on this list is that sex burns a ton of calories and can help with weight loss. It is not. So it says experts estimate that 30 minutes of sex burns about 85 to 150 calories. So if your goal was to lose a pound, you'd have to burn about 3,500 calories, which translates into 35 sexual encounters. But then they go, most people are not having sex for 30 minutes, but closer to five minutes, making sex an unreliable and unreasonable weight loss tactic. Okay. I mean, I like their honesty. Very honest. I, I like that. Yeah. Because um, they're, they're pretty accurate for the most part. Also, I saw something online that was like, how long should sex last? And all these people were like commenting actual times. And I commented and I said, sex should be as long as it is until both of you get off. Yeah. I'm like, it really doesn't matter. If you both get off in five minutes, great. If you both get off in an hour and she gets off more wonderful and realistically who's setting a fucking stopwatch i don't fucking know or a timer mm-hmm. to see how long it lasts listen i just want an orgasm i oh, at least one amen to that one so as as long as you do that we're good like i don't care past that you can't get pregnant while on your period oh yeah that was another one that we talked about yeah no you can it's rare but you can it says, for most women, a single menstrual cycle lasts about 28 days, and only about five of those days are taken up by their period. Mm-hmm. During the short window of bleeding, the unfertilized eggs or ovules and uterine lining are eliminated. But before a period starts, women experience ovulation, a 12 to 16 day window when a mature egg is released from the ovary. That's your highest time to get pregnant. Mm hmm. Some women have shorter menstrual cycles, which means that their ovulation stage also happens earlier. That, coupled with the fact that sperm can live inside the human body for up to five days, means that if the timing is right, sperm could live inside the female body for just long enough to survive the period and fertilize an egg. If you have period sex, make sure you use a barrier contraceptive like a condom to prevent an unintended pregnancy. Good to know. Also, people are just really against having sex while a girl's on her period i mean i'm one of those people i don't have a problem with it i mean if i'm at like the height of it and it's like that really bad, that i won't do i've done it I like at the do. very end or in the very beginning when yeah. it's very light yeah but if i'm like full-blown red sea is don't touch me don't touch me i haven't got my period in three months but honestly put a towel down Mm-mm. sex month number three all women orgasm during vaginal sex Studies report that nearly 75% of women do not orgasm through vaginal sex alone. According to another recent study published in the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy, almost 37% of women said they need some other sort of stimulation during intercourse to achieve an orgasm. The good news is, is that clitoral stimulation is a reliable way to stimulate an orgasm for most women. That means you need to know where the clit is. Just saying. Or let her do the work or yeah. use a toy or something along those lines because the reality of it is men are very good actresses. Oh, fuck that. I don't act. You don't get me off. You don't get me off. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to fake it. I mean, my entire, this is my entire relationship with Monk. I don't think I got off once. Yeah, no, I won't, I won't fake it. Nope. 
once. I think I was hoping to because of the attraction. But he was also very much a take, 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 not a give, give, give. Mm -hmm. And he thought he was doing something. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Yeah, no, I am. No, I'm not. I'm not going to fake it. There have been people that I literally just have sex with, and then I I stare at the ceiling, I'm just like making my grocery list or something. <laughs> no, I'm not going to fake it. Sex myth number four: You can't get pregnant if you have sex standing up. Apparently, this is a common myth. I didn't even think that that if you have sex, sex while standing up, gravity will keep the sperm from swimming to the woman's egg. But the truth is, standing up does nothing to prevent a pregnancy. When a man ejaculates during vaginal sex, millions of sperms are thrust into your vagina, and standing won't keep the sperm from reaching your egg. Jumping up and down, douching, or rinsing out your vagina after sex also doesn't prevent fertilization. Regardless of the sexual position chosen, if you have unprotected sex, there's a chance you'll get pregnant. Also, I'm going to add to that, if you have protected sex, there's still a chance you will get pregnant. Yes, there is. Sex myth number five. Condoms make sex less enjoyable. It's not true. So, um, ladies, I, I saw this online the other day that the guy this girl was having sex with was said he didn't have a condom. And she said, that's okay. I'm ready to have a baby. And miraculously, he found a condom. Cue to all of our female listeners if that happens to you. Yep. That's a good trick. And I think that's really funny. Yeah, no, that, that that's not true. Plus, they also make condoms specifically for her pleasure or his pleasure. Like, they make condoms to help with that. But also, the condoms are so thin, it really doesn't make a fucking difference. I was going to say, there's a wide variety of protection out there now. They've, like, integrated and done their research. So there's no excuse to not be using one if you don't want to take the chance of getting pregnant. Yeah, so it says, the truth is condoms come in different colors, shapes, mm-hmm. and sizes. And flavors. For you and your partner, it's important to find a condom that fits correctly and to find a brand to find that – wow, the grammar of this is awful. Awful. Find a brand that works for you. For instance, ultra-thin and ribbed condoms are available to increase the physical sensations during sex. Also, flavored condoms and colored condoms break easier mm-hmm. and are the, the flavored ones are not good for your pH. I was always told that the flavored ones are specifically for when you're giving oral sex. Absolutely. So those have never been ones that have gone inside of me. Yeah, they shouldn't. Um, It's dangerous. That was like from early on. I told a student that once and she was like, ew, why would you wear a condom when giving head? For the same reason you would wear a condom for having penetration, Mm -hmm. you could still get an STD. Yep. Sex myth number six. You can't get pregnant from pre-cum. Uh, there is still sperm <clears throat> in pre-cum. Oh. Um, so this source says pre-cum is a lubricant produced by a gland in the penis and it's released before ejaculation. While pre-cum doesn't naturally contain a lot of sperm, sperm can leak into this lubricant periodically. It's possible for semen to linger in the urethra after ejaculation and mix with pre-cum on its way out. In fact, a 2016 study by PubMed 
Medical found mobile sperm present in the precum of nearly 17% of its male participants. In other words, if things are getting that heated, you don't want to get pregnant. Wrap it. Yes. Then tap it. I love rhyming. Sex myth number seven. If you're aroused, you shouldn't need lubricant. Okay. The truth is your level of arousal does not correspond with vaginal wetness, even among younger women. Instead, other elements factor into your need for lubrication, including your monthly cycle, pregnancy, illness, menopause, medications, and no, drinking more water won't help for this one. <laughs> I mean, I see the logic, but um, water lubricates your mouth, not your, not vagina. your vagina. And also, water dries faster, so if you think that just because you have sex in water... That makes it easier and you don't need lubricant. Please seek help. It says find a water-based lubricant that you like and keep it handy because your heart might be deep in a sexual encounter, but your body may not cooperate as much as you'd like. And the water-based lubricant is also just better for your pH. I don't know why I'm on this pH kick right now, but it's very important. I mean, I feel like we've talked about it, so. Yeah. You can't get pregnant while using the withdrawal method. Pull and pray, baby. Pull and pray. This is an age-old myth, but the fact remains the pull-out method can result in a pregnancy. The withdrawal or pull-out method is a common contraceptive technique involving the man pulling his penis out of your vagina before he ejaculates. But where this method is flawed is actually in human error. When performed perfectly every time, the pull-out method has a 4% failure rate. For comparison, condoms have a 2% failure rate. Yes, that's right. You can still get pregnant while wearing condoms. They're not 100% effective. And it's on the condom box for those of you that don't watch Friends. (laughs) That means about 4 out of 100 women who exclusively rely on the pull-out method exclusively will become pregnant during one year. For this method to work, it has to be done correctly every single time. If you use this method and don't pull out cleanly before ejaculation or semen gets near your vagina, sperm can enter your vagina and fertilize an egg. Because of human error, the typical use failure rate of the withdrawal method is between 20 and 30%. I'm learning so much, but only about statistics. I knew these were all myths. (laughs) You should rely on your partner to provide condoms. I feel like that's not a myth, though. That's just sexist. I feel like that's not... I feel like some girls are just like, no, it's the guy's responsibility because it goes on his penis. And girls are really embarrassed to buy condoms. Nope. I'm not fucking embarrassed at all. When John and I were dating, I bought all of our condoms. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. What, what, what is it? Why are people embarrassed that the cashier that they may never see again or have don't know at all knows they are having sex? I mean. What the fuck does he care? Knock yourself out. I don't fucking care. Fun. It says, False. If you are a straight woman having sex with a man, it's easy to assume that it's his responsibility to care condoms since he'll be the one wearing it. Think about it this way. Condoms are both parties' responsibility because both will be wearing it technically. They both, that both of you are. Empower yourself by taking control of your sexual and reproductive health instead of relying on your partner. You don't know how long the condom he's putting on has been in his wallet or if it's expired or it's been sitting in his car in the heat. Keep a few handy in case of an impromptu sexual encounter. All I can think about is grease. Yep. It's from the third grade. (laughs) (laughs) 
for all of our listeners, male or female, if a condom sits in the car, it's not good. If a condom stays in your wallet for 20 years, it's not good. If a condom expires, it's not good. Condoms have expiration dates. So make the sure box. that you, you know, look at the box. I think they even say them on the package. Yeah, I think they do too. So I mean, I no longer read condoms. If you yes. throw the box away, I'm pretty sure it's still on the actual condom package itself. It should be. I don't know. It's been a long time. So It's been a long time since I've read a condom um, and the last one we've already discussed. Oral and anal sex are safe alternatives to vaginal sex. Oh, I like this website. They said different kinds of sex come with different risks. But the definition of safer sex depends on what you're stay- staying safe from. If your only concern is having an unplanned pregnancy, then yes, anal and oral sex are safer alternatives. However, oral and anal sex do not protect against STIs like chlamydia, herpes, gonorrhea, syphilis, and HPV that can be transmitted via oral and anal sex. Um, by the way, they, um, their grammar was wrong and I fixed it for them while I was reading that. <laughs> if you're having oral, vaginal, or anal sex, let your healthcare provider know so they can recommend specific STI tests you might be at high risk for. Ladies... Do your yearly and just get tested for everything. I didn't know that you have to ask for that. I think so. You don't for your annual. Yeah. If you go in at a different time. Yes. Of the then year, you have to then ask. You do need tested, to ask. For but your anything. annual, they test you every year for all of that. They should actually. So they don't if. So they ask now. I don't, I don't remember them doing this when I was younger, but. Um, they ask if you're sexually active. active. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, so if you're not sexually active, they don't test you for all of that, but they will still do, like, a pap and stuff like that. And it is important to do it every year. Like, yeah. straight, gay, it does not matter. Go get yourself checked by a gynecologist because it's important for your safety. Everybody can contract STDs. It does not matter your sexual preference. It doesn't matter if you're having sex with a trans person it doesn't none of that matters just take care of your body take care of your safety and get tested regularly make sure you're staying clean and yeah just have fun but you know be conscious and aware of your situations also be conscious and aware of where you're having sex i know we talked about that in locations but if you're having sex on a dirt pile like you know that's not clean there are a lot of germs so, you know, I mean, I feel like if you were having sex in dirt, dust, there was a lot of construction in that building. Mm-hmm. And that's not your first response to want to go home and shower. You dirty in different ways than are good ways. Yeah, that takes dirty to a whole new that's level. Like dirty, dirty, not like naughty, dirty. And you're probably the one that is contracting something. Yeah. Or giving something. Yeah. So I think we will end our session on myths here. I guess this felt like a session, a lot of medical talk. But yeah, I mean, sex is amazing. Sex is great. If you're not sure about something, stupid as this sounds, Google it. Because I promise you the answer is out there. It is. But also ask your gynecologist or your doctor. Because occasionally if you Google something, it will come back and say you have cancer. 
when actually you may just have a urinary tract infection. Yeah, so, medically, yes. But if you're Googling a myth about can Coca-Cola cure HIV, Google will answer that for you. You're probably going to get that answer. But yeah, no, medically, talk to your doctors. You know, they've heard pretty much everything. So don't be embarrassed. That's what they're there for. Don't go forth and multiply. Um, Just, you know, go forth and have fun. (laughs) Yeah. What she said. Okay. Until next time. Oh, also, our uh, sponsors or our partner, SLNV, go check them out. They have really cute pants and stuff that'll make your butt look nice so that then you can get more people to have sex with you. So (laughs) I had to put it together. I get it. So, but yeah, go check out SLNV. Go check out our Instagram at no matter where, no matter when with no A's. And yeah, until next time.